Welcome friends and family. Ooh, 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 ooh. <sighs> okay. So, you know that awkward moment when you're chilling with your friend and you really got to go, right? And the conversation just goes for an extra 2 hours. Um, Darren and I had a similar moment in this specific episode where we were like okay we're done talking now and then we just had another 40 minute conversation and the unfortunate part is that now you have to listen to it too well not have to but i mean you here listening to my voice so you are here now thank you for giving me your 40 minutes or 50 or 60 regardless you just give me your time Anyway, um in this specific episode, we just talk about failure, um accepting failure, using failure to fuel the next part of your life, um taking accountability and ownership of your life. And maybe some baby making for all of those young adults looking to set the mood. We have something for you. Listen, We might have something for you, so some, you know, some tip, yeah, na. Thank you, everyone. Um, we really appreciate this, and um, like literally, I've said this before. Um, without listening, without listeners, it's just two idiots listening to each, like talking to each other. So you guys make us a podcast, and yeah. Um, again, we would really like to grow. um even outside of South Africa but mostly within Africa and South Africa um and your sharing is greatly appreciated to your friends and family urge them to listen yeah i'm shamelessly plugging advertisements at the beginning cuz some people don't make it at the end you know <sighs> sorry Whew. had a weird moment there anyway this is becoming too long let me keep it short like other people's boyfriends Darren and I can't relate shameless plug of that the fact that we tall um ladies did you catch that did you catch that yeah taller in person you can see me when we meet drake line for all those that don't know anyway um please enjoy the episode and we welcome your feedback You are about to enter into the matrix of our minds, interests, experiences, and conflicts. We are not heroes. We are not villains. We are just hopeful vessels looking to bring information, discussions, and enlightenment. You might not always agree with us, and that's okay. We don't always agree with each other. Here, we will offer our vulnerable selves to you. So grab your spade as you join us to dig deeper. And welcome to the Trench Effects. Okay, sir, sign us out. Okay, before we sign out, um there's something that I need to run by you because I think I want 
mean, you don't have to go into actually not go into detail because I think this will help a lot of people. You're in a unique, you know, we have a very different situation between you and I because both of us didn't get into honors first time. Um, I chose to repeat um, and eventually got into honors. So I had that whole situation to deal with. Um, you had a year where you were staying at home. Um, you were on your mom's couch for an entire year before you entered the working place. And I know you touched on that journey, but I'll, I'll like to hear a bit more about that in the sense that, you know, at that age, when you finished your third year in university, most degrees are three years. So most people who finish in record time have gone on, they're working and they're kind of doing it. They're posting there, you know, everyone's posting on Instagram in January. Um, they have shampoo and they have a ribbon on their new car <laughs> that they bought. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, look, I just bought a new ride. We know we see those photos and we're seething at our teeth. <laughs> um, what is that journey? Because I, I know that we have a lot of listeners who have gotten their degree, but they don't have full-time employment yet. And they're sitting at home and they're working part-time jobs and they're kind of just trying to figure it out. Um, I think to give our listeners context, you were coaching, I believe it was soccer, right? You're coaching soccer? Soccer and rugby. Yeah, yeah. So you are coaching soccer and rugby. There may be other people who are coaching soccer and rugby too. Some of our listeners, some of our listeners may be, you know, working at church or at a community center. They may be doing part-time dancing classes or part-time fitness training or something like that, but you have a degree. And it's like navigating that space. Um, one, how did you, did you have any insecurities seeing your friends moving on? Um, and did you feel like your life was stagnant in that phase? And if so, how did you deal with that? Yo, um, damn. Okay. Um, I have to maybe like explain a little. Um, so I, I went home. Um, and by God's grace, um, one of my friends, um, had a similar situation, um, where him and I were both at tugs and, um, he had to come back home because something happened in his family and he needed to step up. But in the process, he had a business, um, that he was running and, um, and the business was predominantly based in Pretoria. And he then wanted to expand into, into Joburg. So he then roped me in um, to assist in the expansion of his business. So that's a few things. However, to answer your question, it was really painful, man. Um, so the first thing that you see, right? Remember I said that I couldn't ask money from my mom. At, at that point, yo, okay, I can't talk about this because my mom was going to be uncomfortable with it. But anyway, um, couldn't ask, um, my, I couldn't ask money from my mom because there was stuff happening in the family. Um, so first, the first decision I made was taking ownership of my life. Um, and by taking ownership would be, I am, responsible for anything that's happened the world doesn't owe me anything i don't owe the world anything i am liable for everything that happens in my own personal space 
It's not because of where I was born, how I was born. I am in this situation that I'm in right now because of decisions that I have made. So that's the first part that I started with being accountable in that aspect. To be like, I didn't get into honest because of me. Not because of any my friends, my watwa, toxic friendship, girlfriends, all that stuff. It was me. I was the reason. So that was the first part. That was ownership. And then the second portion of it was seeing my friends get cars. While I couldn't even afford to go out on like these dinner dates that we do now that are quite expensive. A dinner date on average is like four fifty per person. Um so four fifty per for, person. Wait, where where the hell were you eating out? No, bro, we've gone to pl- we've gone to places where we've spent like three, four hundred individually. I'm I'm thinking at that at that stage of life, bro. Wasn't that like twenty or twenty seventeen? <laughs> no, yeah, but the Remember the people who had gotten jobs. We're referring to the people that had gotten jobs. Oh, okay. Yeah, but still, bro, still four hundred per person. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, what are you eating, panda? Like what? The no, hell? dog. Like, no. How much? How how much is a gin and tonic? Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. When you said when you when you said going out, I thought it was like restaurant going out, not park. Okay, if it's clubbing, that's different. I thought it was like restaurant. No, going but out. no, but it's it's one in the same thing. For example, if you go to the famous restaurant here in Bryanston, mm-hmm. right? Just sitting. You have two gins and tonics, you're 180 down. The average plate is like 120. What are you on now? Hmm, okay, no, you have a point. You do have a point. <laughs> did, Shut did, where did, should he did, spend did. a lot of money? <laughs> Wait, out of curiosity, I don't know, before you continue, what's the most you spent on a date? Just give me that amount. On a, on a date? On a, single, on a single meal, on a single meal with someone else. What's it the most like you spent? It was like 1.4. <gasps> and it was a first date, bro. 1.4. Dog. That's almost my petrol God. for the month, bro. That is... <laughs> bro, she no wonder bought you're bottle your mom wine. For petrol. No wonder you're asking your... Oh, she bought wine. Bro, and, and you and I both, I hate wine. So I couldn't even drink the wine. She didn't finish it. <laughs> Oh, and you can't leave with the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> I give up. <laughs> but anyway, sorry, um, dear people. Uh, um, if that sounds a little arrogant, I'm really sorry. Um, anyway, it's hindsight. Um, her and I remain people that communicate. Anyway, don't cancel me. Um, what's this? Um, so yeah. So it's it's seeing friends, um, like getting life, like it's like life was moving, right? It's seeing friends, get cars, go. So another another decision that I made for myself was that because I don't want to put myself through that trauma of seeing my friends being successful, I then chose to be reclusive. I chose to go through this alone, without every weekend. Hey, dude, what are you doing? Uh, just chilling at home with my parents. Oh, howdy. Um, we're on our way to this club. Um, if you want to make it, you know, and in Kauteng, transportation is really terrible. So these guys have to come and fetch you and drop you off. And then it's just, it's an inconvenience for everyone. So I then opted to just be by myself and live at home and make myself happy. 
Um, and, and my mom, you, okay. Anyway, but like, I just chose to just stay at home. Um, and the third portion was, would be the friends. For example, you were repeating and then you had other friends who were doing their honors year. That was also hard to see because it felt like you guys were moving along and I was stagnant. Right. Even though you're repeating how I'm viewing it, I'm viewing it as like you actively chose to deal with your failure. And wait, pause. Year, wait, pause. Um, when you say I actively chose to deal with my failure, um, I don't mean to sidetrack you. You can maybe answer this afterwards, but was, was that something, was the, was the fear of facing yourself something that kept you from going back? Um, no, it, that was more finance related. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that was more finance related. Uh, when my mom then just decided to sever ties with me and was just like, okay, dude, I'm not going to pay for anything else. Like now with the second degree um, that I got, it was all through my own money. Back to taking ownership of your own money, of your own self. It was all with my own money and... um. Yeah, and just God, like, making things happen in my life. Mm. So that was more, not going back was also more of a finance decision than anything else. Um, and, and yeah, so I was now at home and seeing you guys. But the weirdest thing was happening, right? Um, like our light skin, um, friend who's in France, he was going through some form of metaphor, um, transition himself right where he was questioning his his life decision to study what he was studying so i could relate to him a lot in our conversations you know because he was going through it and he was questioning a lot of stuff and in that year now it's a it's a year he went back home right who me no man our um friend yeah it's a year that he went back home. he went yeah he went back like mid-year around august or september from that mistake and he he called it quits or rather, Nemesis, he called it quits. He called, he didn't call it quits on the degree. He called it quits on not living the life he felt he was meant to live. He, exactly. Right. So that was also something or someone that I could relate to on a day to day basis in conversation. So like, you, dude, you're also going through this transition. And, and I also had to realign my goals. So my current job is not the job that I had envisioned, but it is way better. I'm not sure if that makes sense. And this is now that whole process of like accepting reality of a perception. And in hindsight, if I had gone into honors, um, I don't think I'd be where I am right now. Like in the last two years, there's a lot of things that I've been able to afford that I don't think I would have been able to had I gone the honors route that I wanted to take. So my opinion, God stopped a specific event through failure took me back home to learn more about myself um to find god for myself um i didn't have the noise of friends and girls in varsity so i was alone all the whole time so i learned a lot and and then i happened to get this amazing job that changed my life to the positive i now feel that like this is what I'm meant to be. It aligns with everything that I represent as a person. It combines all my interests into one specific job description, right? 
And your last question is like, what would I give someone who's chilling at home right now? Um, the advice would be, it's not the end of the world. Because often we might feel as if this is the end of the world, but it isn't. Um, accept this is your reality and deal with it. Um, and I've seen it a lot in like, so what you achieve at 25 versus what I achieve at 30, you could achieve what I achieve at 30 where at 25, but it doesn't, it, it just means that we're going through a different process to the end goal. It doesn't mean that you're smarter than me or better than me. It just means that your world is aligning to you at different stages and the world is aligning to me. However, I think it's important how we deal with setbacks. Um, and my personal opinion is that, like, had I been bitter to the world, had I chosen to look down on myself, had I chosen to tell myself that I'm this dumb idiot the whole year, I don't think I would be where I am right now because I would have carried that emotional baggage wherever I am. But that whole year allowed me to deal with varsity trauma. By the, by the end of the year I turned 22, I had transitioned into a different person. Because even you, you mentioned about like a year or two ago, we were in Sal once and I was still going to Pretoria for Sal. You were like, dude, you're a different person to the person I knew in university. You had seen now I had a better relationship with God. You had seen, and I think our friendship was like slowly growing better then. Uh, I think we were at your res at that time. Um, you had seen changes in my life and in, in how I viewed the world and that only happen as a result of a setback had my life at that point in time seemingly going the process that i wanted to i would not have had the revelations that i have right now as we speak um i don't think i'd be present in my friends relationships i don't think i'd look have this perception of my mom uh, my gran um i wouldn't even have the mental capacity to deal with the everyday setbacks like every day you and I have this conversation. I'm like, yo, dude, they're rocking me hard at work. And I'm not sure if that's an inherent personality trait that you and I have. But like when we wake up, we go back at it again. Right. And I think it's we failed already at something that's so big that we like failure doesn't scare us anymore. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, you're completely right. Yeah, you're completely right. Like failure doesn't scare us anymore because we failed at something already. Like what's the worst that can happen? The only thing that could potentially happen to us right now is death. That's the worst thing that could have happened. Nothing is like failing at something that you thought you were good at. It, it smacks the crap out of you, right? So I'm sorry, we might have to go a little long because I just thought of something is that us as millennials fear failure so much that it cripples our potential, right? And it cripples what we potentially could be as people simply because we assume, no, I'm going to fail at this. So why bother even trying? My personal opinion is that like, yo, bro, like the, the worst thing that can happen with failure is your friends laughing at you. And my friendship group is very good that my friends laugh at me 
and give me encouragement at the same time. Some other people might have, might have different friendship groups. I'm sorry. But like, I know that if I fail, none of my friends will go, Ish brah, Hari, you're a dumbass idiot. They'll laugh, but they'll be the first people to pick me up and be like, let's go at it again. Um, I have very solutionist based friendships, especially like you, where whatever that happens in my life, you, you never wallow in, in misery with me. I hope I do the same with you. You never wallow in misery with me. You always go, dude, okay, so what are we doing next? <laughs> you know, Ash had it, dog. We laugh about it for 10 minutes. Okay, so what's the next process now? Where are we going? So my question would be with you is like, do you think we need better ways to deal with failure? And what are those ways that we could potentially use to assist us in dealing with failure? And the importance of friendship in that process. Um, so I think before I go on, I just want to wrap up this point that you made. Um, with the concept of dealing with failure, I think, you know, in our previous segment, we spoke about how it, there's only one CEO and how it's like, it's fairly logical to reach the conclusion that, you know what, maybe reaching that position isn't worth the suffering that requires for me to get there. And maybe it's not worth me trying. Um, and now we kind of have a situation of double think. Uh, what double think is for those of you unfamiliar with George Orwell's masterpiece 1984 is to hold two contradicting ideas and believe both of them to be true. Um, so I think I just want to round this out so that we aren't accused of double think. I think it does make sense that you don't chase that dream, but perhaps at the end of your life, you may regret not having at least tried and failed. And so maybe the point that I want to leave you with is that maybe some dreams are so big that you have overwhelming odds of failing and you may very well fail and it makes logical sense to not try. But I think damned is the one who chooses to follow their logic over choosing to follow their dreams. And I think I'd probably just leave it at that. Um Firstly, firstly, dude, you like dropping these nuggets, right? And then you have like a five second pause just to let the reader, just to let, oh wow, just to let the listener be in the field for five minutes. Just be like, just chill, nyana. Let, let me drop some bombs. So, you know, for, for your thoughts, you know, just, just chill. You know, like right now, whoever's listening to this might be like, holy shit. Like, push. Anyway, continue. Just saying. <laughs> um, so sorry, bro. I lost my trail of thought a bit. Can you just repeat your question? So my question is, what, what are better ways to deal with failure and the importance of friendships in that process? Okay, so I think in terms of better ways to deal with failure, um, I think you, pr- you echoed it exactly when... Um, you spoke about dealing with that situation at home. I mean, yes, we could say it's quote unquote failure, but I think failure is anytime something doesn't go the way you intended to go. So I think it's fair for us to say that that year in your life, you probably deemed that as a failure. Um, I think accountability is personal accountability is, 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 is very important in dealing with failure. You need to be able to look in the mirror and go to yourself and say, you know what? Why? Did we fail? Why did I fail? What did I do that contributed to me failing? I think that is really the first step um, 
of, of, of dealing with failures, really just taking that personal accountability and taking ownership of everything that happened. Even if you think that it's completely out of my control, perhaps maybe you are naive or maybe you weren't educated enough on something where you could have made a more informed decision. That could be, may not be, could be, I don't know. But take taking as much accountability for what has happened as you possibly can. I think that's the first step. Uh, I think the second step with dealing with failure is, you know, we all know that saying when you see something that is too good to be true and you're like, pinch me. <laughs> so I wake up from this dream. Um, and I think it's kind of like that with failure is that failure is, is this abstract concept, which we fight so hard and we never want to appear. And when it happens, it's like, wait, I didn't blow up. You mean I'm still intact? Like life is still okay-ish. <laughs> and I think the second part is realizing that failure is not the end of the world and it's an inevitable part. I mean, we all, or most people are probably familiar with the story of Thomas Edison, where he took him thousands of times of trying and failing to make a light bulb. And it's like, we <laughs> look at the light bulb. If you're watching this at night, um, the light bulb in your room, when you're chilling, studying, when you're watching TV, um, the light bulb when you're sitting in the ambience and you're getting intimate with your partner and you turn down the lights, like all of well, that. There's usually no light in that aspect, but okay. Nah, bro, it can't be pure <laughs> darkness, bro. And it's just like that mood lighting, bro. That mood, like that dark, you know, that like that dark lighting, bro. You have to dim it, bro. I mean, in varsity, we use study lamps. Oh, so, so you, so you switch off the entire house and then you just put in the study lamp. Yeah. Lamps just <laughs> yeah. To, and then you have yeah that's the thing and then you have like Trey songs because Trey song remember like 2015 Trey songs had some banging albums excuse the pun bro um, <laughs> had some really great albums you know you put on your Trey songs um Jacquees also some good songs her LMI um Janae Aiko uh, your favorite Miss Taylor Tiana, yo, Tiana, yo, that, that 2015 Tiana Taylor album. Let me tell you, my boy. Ooh, the internet's also quite dope, but you know, we're digressing now. Oh, division. Oh, can't, can't forget division. Can't, you can't forget division. Yo, boy, division. Dog, especially that, especially that first tape when you're listening to, and now we're in, in, to, deep, and you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I will let you pull out, oh. giving it all tonight. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like when the beat comes in that, do, 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 ka, ka, do, 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 ka, ka, do, 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 ka, ka. <laughs> wait, but wait, one last thing before, you, please don't forget, please forget what you want to say. Um, in, I think now as adult or young adults, um, we are so sad that mood setters are sad songs. Like when that Brent Fayez hits and, and you guys start dancing to it, you're like, holy shit. Dude, we both sad as, as fuck. Like how, <laughs> why is this how we are connecting? Why can't we just connect through Marvin Gaye? Now we're connecting through sad ass music. <laughs> anyway, yeah, continue. Because <laughs> I think I think sadness is a very strong emotion. Um, I, I I think I think it really is, and you know, it's like when you're wild with those emotions, I think it kind of adds to the pleasurable experience because you're kind of working those emotions out. Um, but anyway, <laughs> um, 
so Thomas Edison created these light bulbs and it's a, a common story of how many times he tried and failed and tried and failed. And the moral of the story is, well, what at any one of those times you could have quit, but he kept going until he succeeded. And I think that's how we need to approach failure, that just because you failed, it's not the end of the world. You need to keep going. Try again, try again, try again, try again. Um, I mean, obviously... Don't just try in vain. I mean, evaluate. You know, don't just try. Um, you know, you know, like that saying that um, the, the the person who repeats the same thing and expects a different result is an idiot. Uh, so obviously, take accountability first. Accept that what accept what you've done wrong. Educate yourself on how to better it, and then come to the realization that failure is not the end of the world, and that you have to pick yourself up and try again. Um, and I think that is, uh, that is, the the point. Um, and, and I, th- and I think that's how you, you deal with failure, you know, and, and, and I know it's hard because let's be honest, we've been wired to see failure as a bad thing. You know, when your teacher marked your test in red in, mar- in pen and you get your test back and you got 30% for your test for whatever subject, it's seen as a bad thing. We're taught to fear failure. We're taught to run away from it. I think it's also why we struggle so much with criticism. It's because we're conditioned not to receive it. But it's like as soon as you enter the real world, whether it be in business or in corporate, all you deal with is criticism. And that's hard because we're used to being told, you're great. You're going to win. You're going to rule <laughs> the world. You're valid. Well, obviously you're valid. It's like, you know, this is valid. This is, <laughs> it's like, this is valid. This is valid. It's like, yes, it's valid. But, um, you know, there are criticisms that come by, um, you know, and, and maybe, maybe we should explore what the word valid means. Um, you know, actually let me, yeah. And I think, I think we need to explore what the word valid means because I think we, we use, we may use that word as a reason to, um, you know, reason for us to not be criticized or as a reason for everything to go away um just because your dream is valid you know valid does not mean easy valid does not mean comfortable give give me a, give me a minute I got and you. i think that that's maybe something we need to understand uh, as well okay so valid is the meaning of it the adjective based on truth or reason able to be accepted um, and then the second one would be, yeah, and no, that's the only definition that's here. Uh, yeah, it's something based on truth or reason and able to be accepted. So continue to make your point. I just wanted to, to just get the definition for you. So something based on truth and reason and something to be accepted. Wow. That means for something to be valid. That means by virtue of something being valid, it needs to be objective. Well, I, I then asked the question, how many, how often, maybe you can answer this. Do you think we're then objective with our dreams? Do you think, and what I mean by objective, not in the sense that you should understate them, but in the sense that we have an honest evaluation of ourselves, have an honest evaluation of how committed we are to achieving this dream, and then based off of that, decide whether or not our dream is valid. Because by virtue of something being valid, there's a level of objectivity that needs to be ascribed to it. Hmm. So what do you think? Do you think that we are able to be honest with ourselves to that degree? That I can actually be able to say that, you know what, if I take stock of my life, look at how willing I am to be committed to it. And no, it is not my dream of being a basketball player is not valid. 
Yo, um, it's tricky, right? Can I tell you why? Um, so, for example, um, in first year, did you think you'd be doing a podcast right now? I didn't even know what podcasts were. <laughs> okay, in third year, did you think you'd be doing a podcast? I still don't know what podcasts were. <laughs> so, we started talking about this last year. Um, before we started talking about it, and before we, even at inception, right, when we started talking about it, did you think you had the necessary skills to have a creative podcast based on what you knew of yourself from a young age? Because from a young age, you knew yourself as to be very arithmetic and academic inclined. Con- yeah. Um, well, not necessarily. I mean, I was academically inclined. Um, I was also sports inclined. I really love sports. Um, like, I love it. I, w- I wasn't, I wasn't culturally inclined. <laughs> and, and the perception is that people who do podcasts and creative works are culture inclined. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Um, I think at the point last year, I mean, I only really started listening to podcasts last year. Um, I mean, at the time when I started listening to it, did I think I were capable of partaking in one? Yes. Because of the inherent skills or ability that I have. Well, okay, I'm, I'm going to think out loud. I'm thinking out loud. <laughs> uh, and I'm thinking out loud. So, I mean, um, I believe I'm a good public speaker. Um, I believe I'm fairly good at articulating myself, or I try to articulate myself as well as I can. Um, and try formulate ideas and at least make sure they're expressed adequately. I think I think that is yeah, that is articulation. Um, don't think I have the best voice. We should go a bit deeper. Um, <laughs> um, I think in terms of the inherent abilities that I had. Yes, I think I, I believe I could do a podcast because of that. I think for me, the question came in was, do I have the commitment to stick to it? That was the big question mark with me, with the job that I'm working and um, me inherently liking new things. Um, I feared that I would start and a month in, I would quit. And so for me, it's like, would I be able to stick to this journey for the long haul? And I think those are where the doubts came. And I think it was only after I worked through that, that I thought that, okay, we can do this. But even at that point, I don't think I ever thought, okay, my dream is valid. Because if, you know, I think with valid, there's an element of certainty. For something to be valid, like, for something to be valid, it needs to be certain that it's going to happen. And so it's like, well... If I'm not certain that my dream is going to happen, should I even embark on it in the first place? Well, if my dream... But then, is it realistic to think that my dream is certain? Or maybe, if I know my dream is possible, but is not certain, and I need to do everything I can to make it certain, maybe that's the best position that I should be in. Sorry, I'm still thinking out loud. (laughs) Um, Maybe that's the best position I should be in. Well... Okay, I, th- I think so, yeah. I think so, yeah. I, th- I think I did believe that I could do it. Um, once I'd worked through the commitment issues uh, to commit to the journey, and also once I'd come to grips that if I'm willing to commit and make the required sacrifices, then yes, my dream can be valid. But if not, I'm lying to myself. 
so yeah okay um i need to like so the reason i brought this up right because we were speaking about your dreams being valid and and all this stuff so once daryl and i started really having conversation about doing a podcast um we we then had to fit it in our busy schedules right and um we then had to find ways to record um and when to record how to record and how this fits in our personal goals outside of who we are as friends and and also the sacrifices that we are willing to put into this right because it was one thing to be like we want to be the best podcast um in the world and it's another to actually actively try and and be the best podcast in the world so with regards to your dream i think in in being in being in daryl's head right now like he's thinking process of it i think we could try emulate that within our own personal space you know to be like what are, are my inherent skills what are what are my doubts how can i speak about this um where do i want to go can i involve this in my life so the whole then you start making choices about what dreams to pursue and what dreams not to pursue because some dreams are just pipe dreams based on what you saw your friend was doing uh i like there are some things that i want in my life where in in hindsight i'm like i just want it because another person and another guy has that specific um dream um uh, yeah but anyway the whole point here is like try to just try try to just find valid dreams in your specific li- life within your skill set and some skill sets can be learned so i don't think i'm a perfect orator but i try to learn every day in how to make my skills better as the podcast go and experience is also a good life lesson um and cuz i know a friend who's an engineer and he wanted to be a designer and designing didn't come natural to him so he went to a design school to pursue this design dream that he had because he felt as if engineering wasn't for him so those are the things that you could do um daryl you need to answer my my last question about friendships and the importance in this entire process we'll probably delve deeper that into next episodes and then you can wrap it up like a condom and then continue <laughs> um so in terms of friends so dealing with failure and having a support structure i think that is incredibly important you know there's that old saying which says alone you can go fast but together we can go further and i think that having a support structure around you is like it's pivotal you know and but i think at the same time you have to create a support structure you know i don't think you, you find a support structure when you're going through stuff i think at any given point of your life you need to be constantly vetting your friends and you know really seeing like you know where do we stand can you walk with me through the mud um i think i look at my friends from res um in high school i mean we went through all sorts of shit together and and so for us to be able to go through that together and grow i know that they have my back because of how we got through that and because of how we lifted each other up in spite of our harsh circumstances or whatever harsh circumstances were thrown away we're able to lift each other up through that and we walked through it um some practical stuff like when you're looking at your circle of friends i think especially when it comes to dealing with failure it's important to have a mix 
um, of different types of friends. So that's one thing that I have in my life where you know, I have different types of friends. Why that's important is that you, when you fail, especially when it's a big failure or you're going through something big, whether it be a failed job interview, a failed, um, you know, a failed relationship, failed degree, what test, whatever it may be, you, I think it's important to have a mixture of people who empathize with you because I do think there is value in sitting in the emotions for a bit, not numbing yourself, actually sitting in them working through them and feeling it and i think there's value in that but then after that you need people who also pull you out so there's a mix of people who wallow with you for a bit and people who are going to pull you out and say okay um get on your feet let's go let's go do this let's go let's go on to the next big assignment and so i think that having a circle like that around you is really important and they will help you get through that failure. And yes, Tulani, I think the type of friends you have around you, that plays a critical role. Or even friends slash even your family. I mean, your family can play that role too. Even your guardians or mentor can play that role. But the people who you have around you really play a pivotal role in how you deal with failure, um, how honest you are with yourself about it, and how you bounce back and try again. Definitely. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, and with that being said, whew, a lot of things were said in this particular episode or this segment. I really, really, really hope all of you enjoy it. I hope you got some value from this. This was really therapeutic for me. I'm sure it was really therapeutic for Telani, not Telani, Tulani as well. So I was thinking of the name of our previous friend and I mixed the two of them. <laughs> I mixed the two of them. <laughs> Because uh, our other friend's name is very similar to Tulani, just starts differently. Um, <laughs> so I had to catch myself. Um, but uh... oh, oh shit! Wait, sorry. So, so when you're answering uh, the question about friends, you went through in your head the friends that you have. And, and, and started seeing how they operate in your life. So now when it comes to closing up, you, you still had them. Ah, makes sense. Continue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was literally our was. I immersed myself in my thoughts. I was not present. I was in my head. Um, but with that being said to our listeners, um, I know this, you know, this segment along with our previous segments have been quite dense. Um, I want to encourage you to take your time when listening to them. Um, if you have any questions, please reach out to us and really want to dive more and deeper and deeper into this topic because we think that it's really rich and we can learn from it. We hope you learn from it and um, we've really enjoyed delivering this segment to you. With that being said, my name is Dal Trubile and my partner is Tulani Dambuza. If you want to hit us up, you can follow us on our Instagrams. I'm Daryl underscore Drabile and Tulani is I'm not sure what your name is now. Utulani, I think is this now. Utulani is his name now on IG. You can follow us up. If there are people who have names similar to us, we are the prettiest ones of those people. Um, so just, just follow the prettiest ones. <laughs> they better know. Um, and with that being said, um, reach out to us, hit us up in the DMs. Please like and leave a review on our podcast as well as share it on your social media. We'd really 
like to get the word out about this podcast and if you feel that this podcast is helping you and if you feel like you're getting value from it please send it out and please tag us in it so that we can honor you for sharing and spreading the word for the podcast also if you have any criticism at all of us bring the smoke because we want to improve we want to get better we want to improve the product that we're delivering and if you have any disagreements with any ideas that we've portrayed also feel free to reach out to us let's have a dialogue let's deliberate and let's see if we can find common ground and maybe you can change our minds or we can change your minds too and with that being said we are the trench effects audi